Hey there, and welcome to episode 21 of Wheel Snipe Selly. I'm Ryan, a.k.a. Macris the Tater Jaeger. And I'm Steven, also known as Sven Svechnikov. And we're joined by our very special musical guest, Lev Lebedev. How's it going, Lev? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. Gotta get that money. Hell yeah. Cashing in on double draft second week. Double draft. This is why I like when the drafts aren't the same weekend. But I guess it didn't matter last year either, so. And I also say last year all the time. And my girlfriend gets really mad at me because she's like, wasn't that like a few weeks ago? And I'm like, it was last year. <laughs> I I do it all the time, too. I caught myself a couple of times, and then I just gave up on it. Time works differently in the SHL. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, time works differently in my life now, so. Adds to double confusion. It's still 2018 for me. <laughs> but there was, man, there was actually a decent amount of stuff that happened this week. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that happened this week. So where are we going to start with the expansion draft? That was kind of cool. I didn't pay any attention to it but you know it was cool <laughs> yeah it's a good place to start um i didn't pay a large amount of attention large amount of attention to it um i know that our our boy barry b benson got taken from vancouver um i missed that b already let's all the triple uh... the triple b <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to F to pay respects in chat. For the audience, he got drafted to the Regina Elk. And uh, he was third pick, actually, in the expansion draft. So I guess that's good for him. As opposed to 69th in the SHL draft. Let's not forget that. <laughs> Truly a legend. 69th is much better than third. Yeah. Agreed. He was a better bee than us all. Yeah. It was kind of a case of, like, obviously we wish that we could have kept him, but, I mean, someone had to be taken. Um, It sucks, but I hope that he enjoys being on an expansion team. I would imagine it's a, a pretty exciting experience. Yeah, although... Looking at their draft, I guess they did get a couple of good guys in that in that pickup. I feel like they had better options. They could have, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Forgot protection lists are hidden, so I guess I don't know what options were available. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like Regina definitely went towards uh, building a team that can grow. While Great Falls definitely went towards a team that can be competitive now. Um, I have to say that I liked Regina's draft a lot more for the expansion. Because I don't think there was enough pieces necessarily to 
even make your team very competitive. I mean, you got so six players, right? Yeah, and they're really just kind of handicapping their future seasons because a lot of those capped players are going to be gone next season. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of season 59 in uh, Great Falls' draft. Yeah. So I think, you know, uh, maybe they just want to build some hype, though. You know, come out swinging a bit on your first season. Yeah. I mean, I I get the idea. I just don't think it's enough to actually build any hype. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Regina's going to suck this season. Um, But they're building something. Great Falls is probably going to be average. No one really gets hyped about being average. And then they're going to start where Regina is right now, but next year. I mean, I saw some people hyping to be Nevada last season, so. Yeah. But uh, that depends on your locker room and, and a lot of stuff, so. But hey, I mean, it's worth a shot. Uh, I think having several cat players could be cool if we weren't in the league, but. Yeah, we're going to be big bullies this season. I think it's uh not to get too far ahead of ourselves here because I do think we should talk about the, the Jays draft in its entirety, but I kind of want to compare the Elks and the Grizzlies uh, J draft with their expansion draft. Uh, just talking about how uh, the Elks are kind of looking to like build something um, and not just kind of like be competitive from the start. Uh, if you look, they had a first round pick uh, seventh and the Grizzlies didn't have anything. And then in the second round, they took two picks as opposed to the Grizzlies' one. And then followed it up evenly in the third, took three picks in the fourth. So, like, I I just think they kind of made out with both of these drafts for, like, a really good, like, young and slightly staggered roster for the future seasons. Yeah, yeah, I I really like what Regina's doing. Um, I just looked at their roster and I see a lot of one fifty fives. Um, and then I'm looking at Great Falls roster and it doesn't even look like they have a full roster yet. So they're probably looking to pick up a couple of inactives to fill in holes. Um, but. Like, I can look at the bottom end, and they've got, like, six, seven, eight, um, either 350 or 425 capped players, which is decent. But then the rest of them are in between 155 and 180. So, like, it's just not going to matter if your team is that polarized you're going to be really inconsistent and generally that means you're going to end up right in the middle you'll get some big wins every now and then but they're probably going to end up right around 6th 7th on the season 
Um, and then we had the unofficial third expansion team of the draft with the Anaheim Outlaws. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the joke behind this one? So, um, Charles became the GM for Anaheim um, about a week ago, I think. Maybe two. Um, and it was pretty obvious that Anaheim was heading into a rebuild. So a couple of players wanted out. So they traded those players. And then because he traded those players, other players wanted out. So he traded those players. Then he kind of just threw his hands up in the air, and you know what? Trading everybody. God damn. <laughs> so just before the draft, the before the draft, the only player on the Anaheim Outlaws roster was Talls. <laughs> so you can go and look at their roster. There's a lot of 155s there, too. Yeah, I think they picked up about 16 players in the expansion or in the basically expansion draft at this point. But their uh, <laughs> their entry draft, they picked up like 16 players, and uh, when I was looking, eight of them don't have bank balances yet. Like even like the free money they could get from rookie tasks, like making an update page. Yeah. So yeah. He started an expansion team without an expansion draft, basically. So it's going to be an uphill climb for Anaheim for the next couple of seasons, but it'll be cool to see if he can actually make something out of that. Yeah, definitely one to watch. I'll be interested to see what they do, but uh, it's not looking good right now. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, even, like, Nevada having, like, a huge rookie core last season, they had a, it was a mostly active rookie core. So, if Anaheim... Yeah, they had all has pretty like a, high picks. Yeah, if Anaheim has, like, a 50% active capacity, then I feel like it's going to be a rough couple seasons, not just, like, a rough season. Yeah. So... Did we, as Vancouver, benefit from this trade-off that sure. Anaheim went through? You're damn right we did. <laughs> uh, we actually picked up Videl Valor from Anaheim in exchange for a third round in this draft and a third round two seasons from now. Um. Valor's definitely getting called up next season, so uh, they're just here to try and help us win this cup. I think they they add a lot to our chances here. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to have them. Uh, just you know, adding uh, another 425 wing, like, yep. Hell yeah. Um. And then we also picked up a Zach Wilson from Detroit in exchange for our first round pick this season. And we also got a third round next season with Zach Wilson. 
That was a really confusing way to put it. We traded our first round pick this season for Zach Wilson and a third round pick next season. Oh, yeah. And doesn't that change if something happens, if he gets called up or something? Yeah. Uh, so Zach has one more season of eligibility, so he's not just a straight rental player. But if he does get called up early, then that third round pick will turn into a second round. Very nice. And what, very nice. Is Zach Wilson's a uh, defenseman? Yes. Yeah, he's a season 60, 425 defenseman. Okay. Same season as uh, myself. So that was basically Vancouver's draft. <laughs> we traded away our second and fourth last season. And then we traded away our first and third this season. And I think we traded away our fifth last season too. So our first pick of this season in the draft was actually in the sixth round. Oh yeah, and I like our pick for it too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had very limited roster availability, so we wanted to... Like, there was no point in us picking up somebody for the sake of picking up somebody. Um, we got our hands on the elusive pass, Stephen. Because <laughs> we're also pretty snug against the cap here, so we don't really have a lot of wiggle room to just kind of pick up somebody and see if they work out. Yeah, especially a rookie. They're expensive. Yeah. So, we're looking incredibly scary this season, but we've definitely got some work to do next season. Yeah, I gotta say, whoever was drafting for the Whalers in this Jays draft did just a fantastic job, really. <laughs> I mean, that six-round pick was flawless. Speaking of Steven, how do you have so much inside information on the Whalers' rosters and their trades and the draft this season? Do you know something we don't? Is there something going on with this? Yeah, I'm just a, a very in-the-know individual. Just, just it, constantly it, refreshing Discord? <laughs> well, yeah. But also... <laughs> Also, I, I did get promoted to the co-GM of the Whalers, taking over for Koopa, or oh. Pythonic, um, last week. Yeah, so, that is, it makes so much sense. We actually did do a good amount of scouting. We didn't know that we were going to pass. It just kind of worked out that way. Not that we're complaining at all or anything. It, we're very satisfied with how we ended up, but... I apologize in advance to any rookies I might have gotten their hopes up for. <laughs> yeah, I also it's, just it's wanna, not you, it's me. It's it's definitely you. Um, <laughs> I just want to throw this out there, point this out. You've been a co-GM for like a week, and you almost started a coup d'état in Edmonton's locker room. <laughs> hey, they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> just everybody was like yeah let's get steven to be the gm so we can rebrand the whalers and it's like wow man these people are just like ready to kill dex for literally no reason like 
I mean, I also want a rebrand for the Whalers. If Steven's the GM, they become the Vancouver Guillotines. <laughs> that just means we can never be at the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we will seize the means. <laughs> Um, but but yeah, was... I, I'm pretty content with how Vancouver's standing after the draft. Um, we're looking pretty good for next season's draft, too. I think we have a good amount of picks to retool after probably a pretty good chunk of our roster moves up. Yeah. I, it, but it makes this season really exciting. This this draft was just so long. Like I didn't actually watch it because our first pick was until the sixth round, and <laughs> I was mostly paying attention to Discord because I figured you guys would be talking in there, and you were. But man, like so long. I feel like we were two hours in, and we were only in like the second or third round of drafts. Yeah, I think it was like a four and some hour draft. I just imagine Ryan like eagerly checking back on draft for fucking hours just to see who Vancouver picks, only to find <laughs> that we pass. I mean, if you think that was the disappointment of my day, TSM played Cloud Nine that same day, so <laughs> disappointing, yes. Surprising, no. Yeah. Um, I I did almost accomplish what Koopa never was able to though, and I almost got fined in my first week as a GM by signing an inactive too early. <laughs> the cardinal sin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't sign an inactive too early, are you even a GM? Like for real? Like yeah, speaking... at least I wasn't alone. It, there was like four or five other GMs that did the same exact thing, so I don't feel too bad. Speaking for some, as someone who has to process budgets, literally, like, the I'm signing these people, and all of a sudden I've completely changed this post to be something else so I don't get fined. Like... I'm a firm believer that if you're not getting fined, you're not trying hard enough. I mean, I'm trying, but I need to make sure that if I get fined, it doesn't also become a cap hit because we need all of our cap next season. That's fair. I don't know. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, Steven. <laughs> I already tried to cheat so we could get Olav and Olaf. <laughs> that's that's our goalie tandem this year. I tell you what, you help me get this banker job, and then I'll be I'll be the man on the inside to make sure that we don't hit that cap space. Oh hell yeah! Nice. Except hope, bankers don't hope do nobody that. from the <laughs> hope nobody from the banking team is listening to this because that really hurts your your chances here. <laughs> Unless they want in on it. <laughs> hell yeah. We're starting this Ponzi scheme right now. <laughs> We're going to Ocean's <laughs> Eleven this bitch. <laughs> God. But all 
so <laughs> cap space is a budget thing, which I'm already on the budget team. So literally, I am an inside man. Oh hell yeah! Fucking perfect. <laughs> yeah, we got Plan. it all. <laughs> really coming together. <laughs> so Lucas, you embezzle on the banking team. That's you embezzle us money so we can make extra payments to people so they'll sign on us cheaper to keep our contracts down. Pretty sure that me and Ryan are about to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you had one one good draft. <laughs> They're just like, wow, these guys know far too well how to scam the system. All right, site ban them. <laughs> This is now an ISFL podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that was quick. And then our other team, Edmonton, also has been making some pretty big moves um, since they had a, a pretty big shakeup at the top, too, uh, with Boom becoming the GM and Minnesota Fine. Who I guess is be fine now. Uh, became the co-GM, and they made a bunch of trades last week that I think we talked about. Um, but they made one more trade this week, where they traded for Gabe, and I think they gave up Johnny Shuffleboard. I think Shuffleboard was around 1300 tpe and gabe's around 1800 so it was a pretty big upgrade mm, yeah i forget what else they traded it obviously wasn't a straight for one for one trade but um defense was really weak in edmonton last season i think that's why it, it seemed to be a little bit of a down season but all of a sudden with all the trades they've done the last couple of weeks, I think Edmonton might have the best defense in the league. Well, that's pretty cool. So to to touch on what you said, uh, Edmonton received Gabe. Uh, Baltimore received, or not Baltimore, Seattle received Johnny Shuffleboard and Edmonton's S62 first round pick that originally belonged to Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, it seems about right. But I think the lowest TPE defenseman on Edmonton is 1,300 now. And Boom actually position changed over to defense, so he's at close to 1,900. Gabe's at close to 1,900. They picked up... Uh, Satoshi Zizaguni, who's close to 1,500. Karl Strasser Schultz, close to 1,700. Jacob Hammer at 1,300. Like, that's a really strong defensive core there. Yeah, I actually, uh, I mean, I don't really want to pick up fantasy defensemen on a good defense team, but I'm glad to see that <laughs> their uh, 
shaping up. Hopefully they'll be able to carry some of that over into next season when when we I, show up. I actually did pick up Boom for my defense. Oh. Hmm. It's hard to say no to a, a 1900 defenseman on what's hopefully going to be a pretty decent team. Oh, yeah. What What is Boom's character? Like, who is it? William Hartman. Oh, okay. He was a forward, but made the swap to defense this season. Huh. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, man. that Boom is actually available in my... Wait, he swapped to defense? Yeah. Oh, I totally picked him as a forward. He is not a forward. <laughs> the spreadsheet had him as a forward, damn it. Yeah, he swapped, like, this week. Oh, oh. I was just looking at it, because what are the ruling on that? If you already have two defensemen and you pick someone who swapped... Yeah. Do you lose that pick? Like, No, you just pick someone else. Oh, okay. Like, you should probably do it sooner rather than later. Yeah. You can pretty much interject... I'm looking right now. God damn it. <laughs> Good fucking job, Boom. <laughs> I'm always so, like, analytical about my picks, too. Like, I, I always try to make sure. I didn't see anywhere where he swapped a defenseman. You know, I remember Boom talking about it in Discord, actually. Now yeah, that you it, say that. Discord's been moving pretty fast, so it probably got drowned out. I'm I'm looking to take. Well, I guess we're not in that part yet, so we'll, I can talk about my strategy <laughs> here later after we finish all of our other content. Um, we can talk about the the international play. Um, that wrapped up this week. Oh man, yeah, that was pretty fun. Uh, the WJC was pretty surprising to me actually uh we had dutch taking home bronze after getting gold last year uh sweden finally medaled got silver i feel like sweden has gotten fourth like three seasons in a row and then great britain took home the gold so I'm feeling pretty good about that because I was on Sweden and I transferred to Great Britain this season. So I got my gold in my last, well, I guess I have one more season in the WJC, but feels good to get that gold joining an elusive club. Yeah, get that gold and knocking your other team out of that gold. like. Yeah, yeah, just perfection. I'm pretty sure I did, like, almost absolutely nothing on the Great Britain team. <laughs> <laughs> I was really good defensively, but I didn't really show up on the score sheet. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I set a points record in the Jays and then just, like, didn't even show up, really, for Dodge. I don't know. I don't actually know what line I was on, because they were kind of, like, changed stuff around and trying to make sure everybody got playtime. Pretty sure you knocked Lucas out, too. 
you are on uh, Ucorcle, right? I was, yeah. Yeah, so you were playing the bronze game against Dotch. Yeah, we uh, we kind of sucked this year. <laughs> yeah, I think Ucorcle's always kind of a mixed bag because you always either have way too many or not enough players. So it's always hard to kind of make a cohesive team. Yeah, I mean, I was playing double duty this uh, this international season somehow. Me too, just not my player. <laughs> uh, no, canonically, your player is the GM of Great Britain. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't actually on the ice. Oh, okay, but... yeah. But yeah, um, canonically, um, my character's aspirations are to become the best Sven. And I noticed that all the other Svens, they're just playing hockey. So if you want to be the best Sven, you got to play hockey and coach hockey. So this season, I played for the WJC and I coached for the IAHF. And uh, we also did pretty good in the IAHF, uh, where Sweden took home the bronze, Great Britain took home silver, and Japan won gold. Uh, that's a back-to-back -back gold for Japan. Man, I was so worried when I put my predictions in, because <laughs> I basically listened to Soda and you. And was like, all right, they both say their team is really good. I'm going to put Japan at gold. I'm going to put Great Britain at silver. And why I didn't put Sweden at bronze is actually beyond me. Because I thought I did, but apparently I picked Canada. So I missed my 100% there. Yeah, I both Japan and Great Britain snuck in out of groups on the last day, too. So it was a pretty surprising gold medal game. And the gold medal game actually went to double overtime. So it was a great game all around. Yeah, I'm also going to lose points for the whole who had the most points uh, <laughs> vote. <laughs> yeah, who? what was the player that you uh, put in as getting the most points, uh, Ryan? I chose the player Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Which, ignoring the fact that Japan's not even a player, why would you pick Japan for the most points? Because <laughs> <laughs> I picked them to win, so... <laughs> it made sense in my head. Is Japan a forward or a defenseman? <laughs> a whole team yes <laughs> yeah literally i win right because i chose everyone else chose a player and i chose an entire team of players so they definitely have more points than any of the other choices <laughs> i will thunderdome this i think very few people actually guessed the most points because i'm pretty sure it was uh vorian atreides Oh, good old Vorian, yeah. He carried us real hard. Um, 
But yeah, I think everyone was kind of sleeping on Great Britain since we didn't get out of groups last season. And we barely got out this season, but then we made a really good run all the way up until gold. So would have liked to get the gold. Like getting two golds in one season would have been pretty sweet, but really can't be mad about a silver. Um, when you think about how our our round robin started. That's a I'm just saying you're gonna you make a pretty penny on uh international play this season. Yeah. I think that should be five mil just from medals. It's more than some jobs. And I had a job. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard job too. I it was a lot more work than I expected for IHF. It's very fast paced. Basically what he's saying is bankers you'll want to split the or media graders, you'll want to split pay between Loric, Loric, and Loric. <laughs> <laughs> he's just salty because I knocked him out. I'm salty because I don't have a job yet. <laughs> Capitalism ruins us again. Yeah. Is there an un- is there an unemployment line here at uh, the <laughs> SHO? Yeah, it's called the Wheel Snipe Selly Guest Spot. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I I don't know who that roasts. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> Um, wow. And then, uh, I think the last thing that happened last week was, uh, the awards ceremony for, uh, the Jays. I think the SHL one happened just today, but I didn't really pay attention to it. I I assume that Buffalo won everything. As they should. Um, <laughs> no other peons deserve awards. But for the Jays one, we had some excitement there. I, Whalers definitely got represented pretty well. Um, we had Macris the Tater Jaeger winning most improved, which okay. I thought was a that was a very very fair award for Tater to win. So also, when I looked at scoring, I got seven of the eight first place votes in that category. Yeah, I I think it was it was pretty obvious to me. Like I'm, you didn't do bad your last season, but this season you just kind of came out of nowhere to break the Jays' record for points. Yeah, I went from a twenty-six point season to a seventy-two point season. Yeah, that's insane. And, but also, my build is literally take face-offs have puck <laughs> I mean it worked yeah but I you, still don't know you how you basically just guarantee that you're on offense every time you're on the ice which is where you want to be and then uh, we had Olaf snubbed for the second year in a row for best goalie 
I'm still salty about that one. With yeah, zero we, we first should, place votes. We should actually make a Thunderdome post about this one. <laughs> I, I do not understand how Olaf's not getting the love. He had more shutouts than the other two goalies nominated combined. He had just under like point zero zero two under for the save percentage with five hundred more shots. Like And about a dozen more games played in Yeah, more wins. It it was completely nonsensical to me. And we're going to get Olaf that trophy this year. I swear. Unless and they change the rules again to snub Olaf again. They <laughs> change the rules to move him off the Whalers so that he doesn't get the trophy. <laughs> doesn't matter. He'll have the cup. And then we had Alexis St. Michelle, affectionately known as ASM won the MVP, the player vote MVP. Um, Not much to say about that one. Like, he deserved it. He got more votes than anyone by a pretty large margin. Yeah, I mean, he scored the most goals, and as much as I like to brag about my point total, like, he was putting pucks in the net. Like, I think he was only one point behind you, too. He was, yes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he was right there. Uh, I mean, I voted ASM. Like, <laughs> I also voted ASM. I think I also voted ASM. Wow. It it's been a it's been a good journey for ASM. Um, he got snubbed for the rookie rookie of the year in his first season, and just has used it as a, sh- a chip on his shoulder the entire time. Um, just continues racking up trophies. Uh, last thing to get is that cup. Cup, cup, cup. And then uh, we had Dex and Python were up for GM of the year, but didn't get it because Python didn't get fined. Makes sense. <laughs> Who'd that go to? Newfoundland? Yeah. I think it did, yeah. Yeah, it was their GM duo, which I I feel like it's hard to argue with who is the best GM duo. It's like, well, I mean, they, they did build a really good team. Like, I, I guess. I mean, it's hard to say on a one season because you don't necessarily see results for one season, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I. There's no way to say this without sounding like a homer. I do believe it should have been Dex and Python, because Newfoundland was good last year. Like it wasn't like uh, Newfoundland just came out of nowhere to be good. Right. Um, Vancouver was tenth last year, and we got second this season. Yeah, that's I, a ridiculous improvement. 
I feel like they definitely, like, during the award ceremony, kind of made a point, like, uh, we, we definitely improved a lot, and I mean, a lot of it had to do with decisions that were made by our GMs, maybe not this season, but I mean, partially, right? There was a lot of work they did for simming and stuff, but yeah. Newfoundland, like, had just such a record-setting season that that's what everyone's paying attention to. Yeah. I I understand that, but I don't agree with it. I I think the the regular season points record is like a fun trivia kind of thing, but it doesn't really matter. Like you either get first or you don't. But going from 10th to 2nd in one season is a pretty drastic improvement. Yeah, I think we made some good trades to to shore up some of our weaknesses, and I think, you know, we we played our players well. Like I I think Dex and Python did pretty well, and if Python would have just gotten fined, then not only would they have won the award, but we would have won the cup. Yeah, that's ultimately what held them down is just Python's lack of sacrifice for the team. a shame shame <laughs> um then we can get into the rest of the off-season activities because off-season is quickly coming to an end here yeah so i think god that uh preseason starts in like three days you are correct wow wait what it starts on wednesday like Oh, yeah, preseason starts Wednesday. So that means regular season probably starts on Monday. Yep. Oh, That's damn. the aim. I'm just, like, shitting myself over here. Everything just seems to be going so fast. <laughs> I think... It really seems to go slow until it doesn't. Yeah, I think I have other things that are helping keep me distracted, so, like, that's part of it. Yeah, my off-season has been very hectic. But that's because I've been working for Great Britain and Vancouver now. My off season has been extremely boring, but I <laughs> did not realize that preseason was Wednesday. Yeah, can't wait to get our our new rookies out on the ice and see how they do. I know. And by rookies, <laughs> you mean our 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 four twenty five. Players, yeah, right? 425 rookies. Yeah. <laughs> Steven, what's that you said about our rookies? Uh, I, I told our team that we got our draftees early and fully grown. Because we got all of our draftees, or we traded away all of our draft picks for players a couple of days before the draft. So, they're they're still rookies to us, right? Yeah, we still got new friends. It's not like we didn't make any moves or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, um, I think it's going to be pretty exciting. Get Yeah. Oh, I see that I'm... you actually said right here preseason coming on Wednesday, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, how's your guys' fantasy draft going? 
Oh man, it's going. Uh, so we had a really weird situation, actually. Kind of, I don't want to say weird, but like, or I, I do want to say weird. I don't want to say situation. We definitely had a a pick phase where it was super delayed, and then we had a pick phase where I feel like we went from bottom of the order to top of the order in about two hours. What? Yeah, like, it was so weird. Like, we had one player wasn't picking, and they were like, all right, you need to pick. And then they finally did pick. And then, like, I picked, and then someone picked, and then, like, it just went, like, super, someone commented, like, wow, that was really fast. Like, <laughs> everyone must have just been around, so, like, we went, like, from the last pick all the way up to the top pick, like, really quickly. So I'm actually about to make my fifth pick. Right? Two, five, six. Yeah, we make six picks all together. So, yeah, yeah, I'm actually about to make my fifth pick. Nice. So I'll probably have my fifth pick tomorrow, and then the sixth pick a day or so after. Yeah, I actually, I just made my fifth pick earlier today. Oh, yeah, you're four or five. Yeah. How about you, Lev? Uh, yeah, so we briefly touched on this. I I just made my last pick today. Um, my fantasy is pretty stacked, and we've been going through it at a, a, a steady pace. And my last pick was William Hartman, who I thought was a forward. But <laughs> as you guys know, I've been informed that he is a defenseman. So during the uh, the midst of this podcast, I did a quick little edit, and I picked uh, Jack Klompus instead. So hopefully nobody after me has picked yet, so I don't think it'll be an issue. Yeah. I don't think if anyone's picked, then it's not a big deal. Yeah. Oh, Klompus, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm really trying to get my hands on Johnny41. That was my last pick. Why Johnny41? I uh, think Baltimore's going to be pretty brutal this year. Yeah, I'm looking at, like, Baltimore, Buffalo... Maybe Hamilton, Chicago for my forwards, just because like, but Buffalo seems like they might be extra stacked. Yeah. So I've got I've got a couple Buffalo players. A, a ch- uh, I've got Boris Poroshenko from Chicago. I've got Nicholas Owens from Buffalo, and I've got uh, Hamilton Steelhawks as my goalie. And then Abe Skinner from Montreal because good defenseman on bad teams. Skinner did pretty good last season. Yeah, he did. So if I can get Johnny to really round out my forward line, I'll pick up some, I don't know, Phineas Gold's still available, but I don't think that's, I think that was definitely like a hardcore sleeper pick last season. Uh, I actually picked Phineas Gold pretty early. Oh, he's still up. So if he's up when the time comes, I, I may take him. He's still pretty high as far as regression goes so yeah i don't think he regressed at all this year 
No, this would next year I think will be his first regression year. Yeah. So there's I don't think there's any reason why he would be worse than he was last year. Yeah, I just don't know if uh Minnesota's gonna be I mean Minnesota was really bad last year and he was still really good, so Huh. Maybe I take him over Johnny then. I wouldn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I so I've got five picks in so far. I've got Lyle Odeline the third. Um I've got Baltimore as my goalie. I picked Phineas Gold as my first forward. And then I picked William Hartman as my second defenseman and John forty one as my second forward. So my last pick will be a forward. A solid draft. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I like Phineas Gold is the only one I'm kinda iffy on. But I didn't really feel comfortable passing on him. Cause what, he finished in the top twenty last season? Yeah, he was pretty uh pretty big, right? He was no, he was like twenty sixth or so, I think. Well, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, I think a lot of the other people that are in the top 20 are not viable picks. Yeah, there was a lot of people that got hit really hard by regression this season that finished pretty well last season. Yeah, or just plain aren't going to be players slash active. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty I was pretty content where I picked him up. But yeah. he'll probably be the first one that I look at for a swap. I mean, remember what happened last season when you swapped? <laughs> yeah, I'm not too great at swaps, but I still have to do it. Like you you were super like, oh, you told me my swap was bad, but then my swap went positive and your swap was negative. So, ha. <laughs> that's that's all I got. That's my... Yeah. Still won my group, though, so... Yeah, I mean... All good. I only get so much shit talk. I'm pretty content with how my draft is gone, and... I feel like, I don't know, I think I'm not all that confident in Lyle Odeline this season, because I feel like like he obviously finished first in the league last season for fantasy points, so this sounds kind of stupid, but I think he finished worse last season than he did the season before, and I think that trend's going to keep on continuing. Yeah. But I mean, until he's so, not first, I feel like. Yeah, he's impossible to pass up on first. But I think this is the last season that he's a consensus first pick. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't the first pick in my group. Is he just regressing? Yeah, he is regressing. I think he's at the 18% mark now. And also... Nola is getting better, so he's getting worse as a fantasy candidate. Uh, 
So there's a couple of things working against him fantasy wise. Yeah. Um, I think the first season he's not first though. He isn't gonna drop far enough to make it like a bad choice. Yeah. Like I don't see him going to like fiftieth or something. You know, like he's gonna probably be top ten, top five even. The season. Yeah, he falls I out I of. think he's. Yeah, he's definitely gonna be a top ten pick this season still. But, like, the season before last, there were so many people, myself included, that basically just got a free win because of Lyle. Like, he was basically two players. And then last season, he was still first in the league, but just barely. I think this season, he's probably, like, a top ten pick. He's getting old. Yeah. <laughs> Can only block so many shots as you get older. He's getting old and uh, Nola's getting younger. All those new hotness players hitting the ice, doing things different than he did. <laughs> um, and then I know that the Jays has um, an updated division and playoff schedule, but I don't think it's been published yet. So that's something to keep an eye out for probably in the next couple of days. Oh, that sounds uh, cool. Because since we added two more teams, we had to shake up the divisions a little bit. Any ideas what it'll be like? Yes. And I will not elaborate. What? You're not even going to try and find, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get him find. <laughs> Dude, Python leaked draft picks. If that's not a findable offense, I don't know how this is. <laughs> well, also, what I've seen isn't 100% yet, so uh. it's not really too worth talking about. All right, so you just tell us now, and then we'll just post the podcast whenever that gets released. Yeah, good thinking, Lucas. <laughs> I don't, there's not going to be very many changes. Not exciting changes, really. Um, and I don't know what the playoff, or playoff changes are going to be like. Um, but I think a good way to wrap things up this week would to would be to uh, give our outlandish predictions on the season. Um, let's let me pull up the index here a second. I just want to say, to, in a totally like sidetrack uh, thing, do you guys remember the the PT? It might have been a mini PT where we made uh took preseasons stats and we had to make like a uh, wild accusations based on them, like or wild assumptions and make predictions. I had a PT pass. God, I fucking no. hate. You. <laughs> I, I think it was like 
I don't know if it was a mini PT this season or if it was actually a PT last season, but I just remember making like a a big thing about Macris having all these points because he scored like I don't know, like nine points in the preseason games, and so I like multiplied that out and I was like, yeah, he's gonna have like a sixty-four point season or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, even my ridiculous like overblown prediction was lower than the truth. <laughs> <laughs> um so who do you guys think is gonna finish first next season? Anaheim. <laughs> oh, he was, All right. He was uh committed to that. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess we're working from the bottom up here. <laughs> Man, Lev knows something Sorry. we don't like. <laughs> I could not. I mean we, we we joked enough about it today. Well, I mean, yeah. if you're saying Anaheim, I'm saying Kelowna, because... <laughs> Gross. But, uh... This is, a, this is a wrong answers only question. No, I, I think the consensus number one has to be Vancouver this season. I think right from the beginning of the season like we're almost going to be disappointed every game that we lose because we've just got a monster roster yeah really i'm having a hard time disagreeing with that like i can't disagree with that um so like probably like 10 percent homerism and 90 percent wow we're almost as capped out as we could be and we are going to hurt some people like that's going to be brutal the difference is i think that so last season newfoundland had more capped players than we have now by like two or three yes you're correct but um newfoundland had some pretty stiff competition between us and anchorage like, we were definitely behind them, but not that far. I don't think there's any teams that are going to be that close to us this season. Yeah, I think the closest competition was Newfoundland and Anchorage, and they both took a decent decent hits. I wish uh, I had updated statistics for this season, but with the uh, expansion draft and the new players, I have to rework some stuff to actually pull the data efficiently so i just haven't <laughs> how about second uh i'm willing to say that wow there's i keep looking at teams are being like you know that team well actually that team but uh i think carolina has a chance i was gonna say the same thing honestly they were kind of a sleeper this last season. Yeah, they actually they got hit pretty hard with call-ups. So I can't agree with you guys there. I'm actually going to throw a curveball and say it's going to be St. Louis. I expected Why St. them Louis? to take a pretty hard hit. St. Louis also lost a good amount. They've also been making trades. Again, 
and they might not get second, but I think they'll be really close. I think they'll be up near the top of the league. I don't think they lost as much as I thought they were going to. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, they were, they're on my, like, kind of on my radar. Uh, Carolina has took the least draft picks besides us. So that partially makes me think that they already have somewhat established roster. And I feel like they oftentimes, especially in playoffs, I mean, they show up and they can be difficult. So. And I'm content with my answer. We'll see in it. We'll see in six weeks who, who is more right. In my opinion, it would be Colorado next. See that? Yeah. I would say that I would put Colorado next if I wasn't going to put St. Louis next because I think that they would probably be my third and then Colorado. And then outside of that, I think we have some combination of Detroit, Quebec City, Carolina, and probably Nevada. I think Nevada makes a pretty strong move up this this season. Yeah. I could see Maine also moving into that that fifth through eighth range this the second set of middle league teams and then we've probably got great falls somewhere in there too yeah i mean i wouldn't be surprised to see great falls at ninth sure yeah <laughs> what do you guys think are the the bottom four vancouver well, oh, we... um <laughs> <laughs> anaheim for sure serious answer uh, yeah. I don't see Kelowna making it too far up there. I think the the Elk are playing the long con, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is a, a bad season for them. And I, I don't know for the last one. Yeah, I think I agree with the three you stated there. And I'd put Great Falls probably the last of the bottom four. I also completely forgot that Newfoundland and Anchorage exist in this world still. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think Newfoundland and Anchorage will still be right around the 5-6 area. Yeah, that throws, that throws a lot of my original who's going to be where uh, in that middle pack thing off a lot. I think Carolina is actually going to be my ninth place team Ooh, wow and then uh Kelowna Elk and Anaheim wow this is gonna be an exciting season I should write this all down so that when when it comes out I can either laugh about it or we can all just pretend it never happened and I never bring it up again depending on how wrong I am <laughs> I think this is going to be a really polarized season where we're just going to have like a consensus one and two team and then three through 10 kind of 
blend together, and 11 and 12 are really bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nevada got 11 wins last season. So, like... I wouldn't be surprised if Anaheim gets less. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we definitely had a pretty big division in the league last season. Because, but... yeah, like you were saying earlier, Nevada had a lot of rookies last season but they had a lot of active rookies. Mm-hmm. So they came on pretty strong towards the end of the season. I'm expecting Anaheim, like, they had a lot of picks. And even if you scout all of those picks, some of them are going to miss. And I think, optimistically, they're looking at, like, a 60% hit. So they'll have, like, damn near half their team at, 180 until the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard, but I mean, when you blow a team up and rebuild it, that that happens. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're they've got like a a 3 or 4 season plan going. Mm-hmm. And the first two are going to hurt. Yeah, really Neck like not season sixty one or season sixty two yeah no season sixty one is next season so I feel like Anaheim's season sixty two aspirations is to be Nevada last season <laughs> yeah you're probably right probably more like Kelowna equally irrelevant but not as bad yeah yeah then. I think this season is going to be pretty one-sided towards the top two teams, but the next couple of seasons are going to be really interesting because you're going to have a lot of teams that are hitting their stride all at the same time, and there's just going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I feel like Maine and Nevada both stand to have a pretty pretty good roster core event. Yeah, and then after that, it'll be... Anaheim, Elk, Grizzlies, whoever else. <laughs> there's there's going to be a lot of shakeup going on the next couple of seasons, but I think this season is going to be kind of a stomp. Here's hoping. We've paid our dues, now we want our stomp. <laughs> yeah. We did pretty good last season, but we got to finish it out this season. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I think that about covers everything that happened the last week. Um, Hopefully next week we'll have some preseason, maybe depending on when we record, maybe some regular season down. Yeah, let's... uh... It's going to be exciting. I just like to watch hockey. Yeah. I'm excited to see how our team looks. Any last thoughts, Lev? I'm pretty pumped to uh, to get out of the offseason. <laughs> of course, some goals. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for being with us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's, uh, it's always a Pleasure to be on here. Anytime. Yeah. But, uh, 
yeah, I think that's uh that's all we got. So from all of us at Wheel Snipe Selly, stay hacky.